the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so It's interesting when you really think about it. The amount of people in Chicago, what is it, Squirrel? Two million, give or take? More coming, more leaving every day. What's the amount of gang-banging, degenerate, low-life scum? Is it 20,000? Is it 200,000? But relative to the amount of people, it's maybe 10%, give or take. I can't tell what the Sinaloa cartel or the New Generation cartel daily activity is. Or, for that matter, the Hamas infiltration in Chicago. I don't know what it is. But one thing you know is that 10% of the, of, of the people can destroy the quality of life for 100% of it. And that's what you see. You have 2 billion, 2 billion Muslims that practice the same so-called religion. But that 10%, that radical Sharia law beat the wife, kill people because they were provocative and had adulter or an adulterous affair or whatever the case is. Those are the ones that destroy the quality of life for 100%. That's what we're really dealing with. Now what you're also dealing with is the rest of society's will to prosecute the criminals. What's the will to prosecute the true perpetrators of bad things? I think among societies that are well run, the will is high. Because if the more you tolerate fools the more fools you will have. Now, the more you reward them. Hoo-wee. Now you're talking some Democrat city-style living, where you keep paying scallywags to be bust-outs and failures and bums. You're going to get more and more and more. But one thing when you hear the news that's happening in the Gaza, so-called Palestine, what do we really know about all of the money that has been given? Because they have no industries. None. There is no such thing as a Palestinian industry. They produce nothing but chaos. But what about all of the billions of dollars? Now, we know from Yasser Arafat Day, may he burn in hell, that he was skimming 25% just for him and his wife, who lived in Paris, just in their checking account. But what about since his death? Thank goodness. Have you ever wondered what happens to humanitarian aid in Gaza? UNICEF and the EU have spent over 2 million euros building water pipes all throughout Gaza. Hamas digs them up out of... By the way, that's just the last 16 months. Now listen to what Hamas, Hamas, what they do. ...the ground and turns the material into rockets that they fire at Israel. Thousands of tons of construction materials meant for building homes went to Hamas's underground tunnel network that they have used to carry out terrorist attacks against Israel and now used to transport weapons around Gaza. And just this week, Hamas stole fuel and medical equipment from UNRWA that should have been distributed to Gazan civilians during the war. When will the world call out Hamas's crimes against humanity, against their own people? Now, you know what's funny? In Chicago, we've lived with millions, arguably, of, of Muslim people, right? 
I used to take Madison Avenue to and from the city almost every day. Drive right past the Nation of Islam. The guys used to sell their paper, had the bow ties. Never a problem, never a bother. I never heard Aloha snack bar. Now, their paper was riddled with all kinds of stuff that I wasn't interested in. They would ask me if you want to buy the paper. You'd say no, and everybody moved on. It's only now the uh, Aloha snack bar, yard gnomes, that dress like Mohammed crawled into the well or whatever one of their gods crawled into the well, and if they kill enough Jews, he crawls back out, that we have a problem. It's only the ones that want to practice the kind of Sharia law that is responsible for the death, the miserable imprisonment of innocent people throughout. And now the rest of the world steps up and they say, we're going to help you because obviously you're too busy beating your women and children to build anything significant, even though you've had your own country for 73 years. So we're going to help you. And you take that money and you take the infrastructure after we put it in. You rip it out and you make rockets. That's how you can afford to send rockets into Israel. And now you have a a calamity that you want to capitalize on. And that's exactly what you're hearing when you hear 500 civilians were killed in a bombing of a hospital. I believe that. The question really is, who bombed the hospital? Uh, But this coming tonight now, the the update from the Israeli military via Reuters, um, they are saying their intelligence shows that a Palestinian Islamic jihad group is responsible for the hospital attack. You see how it works, Squirrel, when you're firing these missiles that you've rigged together with your 7th century math and ideology, and you're putting them in tubes that were meant for sewage that you haven't improved in 73 years while you're flushing your raw sewage into the ocean. You can't really steer it a little rocket, squirrel. You'd be surprised, but that's not their goal. Their goal isn't to be precise. Their goal to get their god to crawl out of the well is to kill just a mass amount of Jewish people and non-believers. That's crucially important. See, they don't really care if they kill Christians that are living in Israel. They're non-believers, too. And then they get to implement that Sharia nonsense, and, uh, and all the women and children get beat up and can't read. If they'd only pay attention, they have their dream. Right in CPS, they can't read, get beat up on a daily basis there. Uh, Alistair, perhaps I can get you to react to that. We're also hearing the Israeli military saying that a Gaza rocket barrage towards Israel passed near the hospital in Gaza when it was hit. Yeah, so this is coming directly from the Israeli Defense Forces. It's been tweeted by Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner, someone who, uh, if you watch Sky News or you've been watching Sky News the last few days, you might be quite familiar with. Uh, he is uh, an officer in the Israeli military. And let me just read out uh, his tweet, which repeats uh, some of what you just said, SJ. From the analysis of the IDF operational systems, an enemy rocket barrage was carried out towards Israel, which passed in the vicinity of the hospital when it was hit. Now prove it wasn't yourself. See, this is a self-inflicted wound. IDF has the data. They have the tracking system. They show the barrage and they show the hospital get blown up. So this will be used against Israel. This is how you flip the scenario. And people ignore the fact of exactly who you're supporting. You see, I support all the peaceful Muslims as I do all the peaceful Jews and all the peaceful Scientologists and the Mormons and the Jehovah Witnesses. I don't give a rip. Mind your own business and don't beat your women and kids. And certainly, certainly, don't try to force me, that spoon-fed gaga, 
I know that most Muslims, because I have some Muslim friends, don't believe in Sharia law. Some of them or something have said to me it's like a corruption or a perversion. They are laymen, I'm assuming. What they're saying is completely wrong. Sharia is Islam. The word Sharia in the Arabic means pathway to something. It can be used for pathway to the water, for example. In an Islamic sense, we use it as the pathway to God. So anything I do to get to my creator is Sharia. So me speaking to you right now, Sharia. Me praying five times a day, Sharia. Me giving my charity, Sharia. So what happens in the news and the media is that they focus on something which is less than 5% of Sharia, which is the punitive laws. And that's what we call hudud. Hudud is the laws that are applied in the society regarding the crimes that you do. If you do a certain crime, this is the law that takes place. And every Muslim has to believe in that anyways, because it's a part of the Quran. But what, what are some of the crimes, Squirrel? Did you, did you know what the crimes are? Adultery. They beat you to death. You show up provocative. They beat you to death. You do anything that offends their phony God hiding in a well. They beat you to death and stone you to death, even if you're an actress like this poor thing. It was about just the way she was killed uh, for not doing anything wrong. Yeah, she did. She was provocative on film. She was an actress who appeared without her hijab on, whatever the hell they call it on. She didn't have her suicide thong on, so they decided to kill her and stone her. Now listen to this, squirrel. She was um, beaten very badly. Um, she and a beautiful thing, squirrel. Beautiful young girl. Couldn't have been 26 years old. She was uh, humiliated. Um, and they ran a car over her. That's Sharia, squirrel. See, now that's only a small percentage of all of the peaceful Muslims throughout the world, all of the peaceful Muslims who even have opinions that repulse us. But they're still peaceful. Nation of Islam doesn't do this to people that we've ever heard of. They certainly don't advocate this, and I haven't heard them yell Aloha Snack Bar or Ali Ali Oxen Free as they've killed so-called non-believers descripted by them. But here's another woman in Indonesia where they ha seem to be taking over quite a lot, and they decided... They're not going to kill her. You know what they're going to do to her? They're going to flog her. Do you know why, Squirrel? She was on a date, not married. And they all come around watching and cheering as they beat her because she was on a date, not married. And then you start to get some of the imans. By the way, how many feel female imans? Are there a lot of women imans? I don't think I've ever seen one. What if a Muslim woman wants to marry a non-Muslim man? It's haram. It's not permissible. Okay. Uh, and the same for a Muslim man. He's not allowed to marry mushriks, meaning idol worshippers. As Muslim men, we are allowed to marry Jewish. You know what it is, squirrel? This is the religion of peace and love and harmony and happiness. But you better listen to him or we'll kill you woman, a Christian woman. So there's categories Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that we can marry. But for both men, Muslim men and women, they're not allowed to marry idol worshippers. If a non-Muslim... Now, you know what the reaction by the rest of the Muslim world, like, say the one right next door to them, like Egypt or Jordan, they don't want them in there. 
Did you know that, Squirrel? Don't want him in. Just a part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt, that is a red line, uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. Uh, There's not a lot of ambiguity there. And in the meantime, when you understand why, it's because they understand the ideology they're combating. When Muslims go and conquer the... the, By the way, the shame of this iman is he said when Muslims, he doesn't mean that. When radical Islamic theocrat roaches inhabit your place, this is how they think. Not, Not Muslims, not the ones we've been living with for decades. Jason country, what do we do? We kill them all? No. The Prophet says, the first thing you do is call them to Islam. If they refuse, then tell them Allah obliged upon you to pay taxation. In return, when enemy comes and attack your country, you don't fight. We Muslims protect you. Subhanallah, for this little money? Yes. And you enjoy sitting in your homes and in your country and live your life normally. By the way, Squirrel, I might be wrong. I think I just found the Palestinian industry that exists. This phony theocracy extortion racket by this idiot dressed like it was the 7th century, you moron. How do you think it smells underneath there? Not good. Not good. But the ruling is for Sharia. So you do not open nightclubs. You do not uh, fornicate. If they refuse, then right here, right here with your Sharia. And if we fight you, then we capture you. You become our slaves. Not all of us. Anybody want to try? Anybody want to try? You in Iran, you want to try? And we take your land, and you take where... Because you refuse, I give you two good options in the, in the coming 40, 50 years when the Muslims become strong as they're supposed to be. I'll give you an option. Why don't we all put away the guns and the bombs? Seriously, let's all put it away. Let's go the way you like with the swords and the axes and the knives. You want to do that? And you go in the front line, and I'll go in the front line with my friends. And let's see how we do. I'm getting awful sick of these pansies. These pansies who can't figure out how to put a wheel together, threatening the rest of the world. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. A lot of money been given to this group of people that can't put wheels together, but they can make rockets out of out of pipes meant for plumbing. Today, the United Nations revealed the true face of Hamas when they confirmed that Hamas stole fuel and medical equipment from UN offices in Gaza City. The amount of fuel stolen is enough to power Gaza's water desalination for six days. I repeat, for six days, Hamas is holding the people of Gaza hostage, cowardly, using them as human shields. Hamas is at war against humanity, not just Israel. They terrorize Jews and Arabs. They seek deaths of Israelis and Palestinians. The Israel Defense Forces will destroy Hamas for the sake of Israel, Gaza, and the entire world. Excellent! Now find the ones that are living in Paris. The ones that are shopping with Ukrainian uh, upper echelon wives at Louis Vuitton. Can you find those rat bastards too? Teresa on the Brass Coast. 
Hey, Sean Brass Coast checking in. Thank you. Thank I read the U.S. Uh, is telling 2,000 of our troops to prepare Only the kids. For Only the kids. Yeah, none of the politicians' oh, yeah. kids, but the kids of the poor people will go. None of the politicians' oh, kids. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, to uh, de- uh, deploy in response to the uh, Israel Hamas war. But, you know, stop sending our brave men and women into wars that are not. Ours. Let them fight it out. It's their war. It isn't ours. Keep us out of it. Teresa, you're obviously correct. However, you didn't hear about Pine Island acquisitions. On November 18th of this year, a new company was listed on the New York Stock Exchange. It's called Pine Island Acquisitions. It's a small company by most measures, but it's a mighty company when it comes to political connections in Washington, D.C. Pine Island Acquisition is an offshoot of something called Pine Island Capital that works in the financial sector and primarily focuses on national security related companies in the defense space. It was launched by a couple of individuals who were politically connected, and they gathered friends and acquaintances, many of them at the highest levels of Washington politics. This is a company that openly touts its relationship with Joe Biden. One partner is Tony Blinken. Oh, Tony Blinken, Tony Blinken. I heard him today. I heard him today. What did he say today, Squirrel? What did he say? On Wednesday, President Biden will visit Israel. He's coming here at a critical moment for Israel, for the region and for the world. I wonder how much Pine Island acquisitions made with the Ukrainian weapons. And I wonder how positioned they are to make it with these weapons. And he's coming here to do the following. All right. First, Uh the president will reaffirm the United States solidarity with Israel. Check. And our ironclad commitment to its security. All right. President Biden will again make clear, as he's done unequivocally since uh-huh. Hamas's slaughter of more than 1,400 people, including at least 30 Americans, that Israel has the right and indeed the duty to defend its people from Hamas and other... T- Only if they buy the bombs and weapons from Pine Island acquisitions. Terrorists and to prevent future attacks. The president will hear from Israel what it needs to defend its people as we continue to work with Congress to meet those needs. Second, President Biden will underscore our crystal clear message to any actor, state or non-state, trying to take advantage of this crisis to attack Israel. And you know what's nice Don't. about this squirrel? That the CBO just released that even though Biden lies on a continued basis, that the uh, deficit between what we're spending and what we're making, now keep in mind, what they call revenue is what they take from us. A large portion of that is government-spent money, so even that number's off. But they cannot hide the fact that right now, tonight, it stands at $1.8 trillion. And by the end of the year, will be $2.3 trillion. But shh, don't pay attention to Pine Island acquisitions. They're having a good year. Jeff Wheaton. Sean, this is the Let's Go Brandon hotline. I say that we drop a bomb on Iran... So that their sand turns to glass and we can see our oil better. Only if we, yeah, that's my favorite one. Only if we can uh, tie together anybody left from the CIA who thought it would be a good idea to give Iran over to the theocracy. You see, the problem we have in Iran, once again, a foreign policy made by American bureaucracy. Not the American people, not the representatives, but the CIA. The bureaucracy. It's well known. 1953 were the ones that turned Iran into arguably a cosmopolitan Middle Eastern country into a Gaza light. I don't even think it's light. I think it's heavy 
Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Hey, what I had for you, it's a little bit off subject, but it's really important. You're always off subject. In fact, in the the 300 times you've called me, I think only six times you've been on topic, so shoot. All right, thanks, Sean. Hey, thanks for the compliment. Anyway, yeah, I've been known to be a little bit of a rebel at times, and and I mean, not go along with the program. Okay. A rebel, I don't They had that vote there with... uh, with um, for Jordan and all that. There's about 20 so-called Republican conservative. Listen, these people are dumber than box of rocks. Mm. And they're just evil. No, uh, no, 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 no. Well, you go fight the dog. In the meantime, you're talking about Jim Jordan, and those are the corporatist scum who are in on the Joe or on the John Boehner corporatist strain. Those are the scum from Florida. Those are the scum from the East Coast, from the middle of the country, from the West Coast, that are in on the money laundering scheme of our government. Those are the ones who like the open and notorious pay-to-play. Those are the Congress scum that couldn't make a dollar on their own, and they're all worth millions like John Boehner. Scum. In the meantime, uh, I'm more interested in the topic at hand. And the topic at hand is what we're facing. You see, this isn't an argument with Muslims. This is an argument with radical, theocrat, fascists. That's who we're really facing. And what they want is to implement that ideology so we're all sympathetic and walking around with those yard gnome beards and those nonsense costumes from the 7th century. So we need Sharia law, yeah? Toning is for men and women. I don't know where you get this idea of women. It's a punishment that applies to men and women. Can you tell me the dangers of adultery? It's terrible. It family. When, when families are wrecked, what happens? Children become dysfunctional. When children become dysfunctional, what happens? Crimes. Killing, raping, stealing men. So adultery will result in a cycle of killing. Majority of criminals come from single parent homes in the West. There's a book called The Boy Crisis by Warren Farrell. It has all of the stats that I'm telling you. Adultery makes single parent homes. Single parent homes causes crimes and killings. Islam makes a, a law that prohibits adultery, which by one life saving thousands of lives, thousands of destructions, thousands of problems. So in these sewers, in the sphincter of the world, they kill you if they think you're having an adultery. And what else they do is they patrol areas all throughout Indonesia, which they've now taken over. And if they see you not with your wife, they stone you or flog you. This is how peace and love live? Stay off American shores. Ah, but then again, we do have the open borders. 312-642-5600. All right. Now, we want to take our traditional shooting form, and then we want to lose this hand. And then we want to kind of point the weapon randomly, and we want to squeeze. We kind of want... Like we're giving him to Allah so he can, we're shooting him to him straight up so he can throw the bullets back down at the empty Dales. Aloha snack bar. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. You can't play this song. Not in that Sharia stuff. You start boogieing under that beekeeper costume, you get stoned. And not in the way that uh, Democrats are used to getting stoned. Richard Dawkins, you know, he is squirrely. He was an Oxford professor. Pierce Morgan had him on after the Salman Rushdie, after they cut his throat and tried to kill him. They had one of those things which was called, I believe it's called Fatwa. 
which I thought was the Pritzker maid's nickname for his master bath. But apparently fatwa is not good. Pierce Morgan had on recently Richard Dawkins. I want you to hear this. Muslims are the biggest victim of Islamism. There's been a big debate about this ISIS bride, Shamima Begum, whether she should be allowed to come back to this country. Do you have a view about that? I don't want to say. Well, she was married to an ISIS fighter. Uh, yeah, I, I know. She was a young, but she was 15 yes. when she went out there. The, yes. The, the debate really is, was she groomed to be part of this terror group yes. in Syria? And as such, should we show mercy and allow her back to this country? Yes, I'm not, I'm not going to say about that. Are you worried about, I mean, do you get threats because of the positions you've taken on some of these things? When you saw what happened to Salman Rushdie, didn't send a shutter through? Are you saying no, you don't want to talk about it? Or? Yes. Right. I mean, that's interesting in itself. It is interesting because he's an Oxford professor, an author of 30 books, one of the greatest thinkers in England, and he's been intimidated, and now he won't say because the savages in Hamas or ISIS or whatever the hell they call themselves right before they beat their women, they don't like conversation. You know why they don't like conversation, Squirrel? Because they can't defend anything. There's no defense for living like it was the 7th century in their made-up religion. 622 years after the death of Christ, all of a sudden they know all about it. Shut up, morons. As a Sufi Muslim, I'm very ruffled by the title of your book. Did you have to settle for the uh, literal negation of Allahu Akbar? Yes. I thought so. Thank you for that question. Thank you. At the moment, it's very clear to me the most toxic form that religion takes is the Islamic form. The horrible idea of wanting to end up with Sharia, the state of religious law, and that the best means of getting there is jihad, holy war, and that Muslims have a special right to feel aggrieved enough to demand this. I think it's absolute obscene wickedness, and I think their religion is nonsense. God speaks to some illiterate merchant warlord in Arabia and it contains the answers to all human don't, don't, don't waste my time <laughs> but you're saying the same also, about it also that God that God speaks the Archangel Gabriel speaks only Arabic all religions claim to be revealed truth but Islam rather dangerously says ours is the last and final one there can't be any more after this this is God's last word now that's straight away a temptation to violence and intolerance and if you note it's a temptation they seem quite willing to fall for every Allah reminds people that we're in a very serious struggle we're a very depraved religion Depraved. Depraved is the right word. That's the late Christopher Hitchens, who, if you didn't like him, that's fine. He was awful hard to argue with on many, many topics, easy on others. But nonetheless, we have an issue right here in this country, and I think it's worth discussing. And you can't overstate how concerned border officials are at the number of migrants that are coming from countries with ties to terrorism. And as you noted, Fox News confirming that since the fiscal year began, October 1st, more than 16,000 known gotaways entered. They were observed and seen, not brought into custody. We don't know who they are, where they're from, or why they're here. Let's take a look, a bird's eye view from the drone up in the sky. You can see in just this sector alone, in just this area, Sandra, since I've been on the ground, since last week, they have encountered and apprehended six Iranians, three Lebanese, one migrant from China, one from Egypt, and one from Saudi Arabia, just in this area, just since I've been here. But because the agents are so busy processing the migrants that are giving themselves up, it's those known gotaways that have more than 60 miles of this wide open, unpatrolled, unsecure border. And once they're here, they go to areas that will not report them to law enforcement, you know, like Chicago. We talked to a local pecan farmer named Magali Urbina. She sees migrants every day, sometimes Middle Easterners that frighten her. She talked to the Border Patrol chief in this sector. Here's what she had to say. Listen. He said that they were very concerned 
he believes that it's just a matter of time or it's inevitable that something happened. Seeing people come into the country that we know nothing about. That concern's always been with me because of what I've seen. For the most part, the government officials that work for the Biden crime syndicate were on hiatus. There is a Becerra couple of clips. But in the meantime, there was one particular dimwit that made her rounds last night on CNN. And I I have to tell you, I absolutely loved it. As all of this kind of kicked off, you and several other of your colleagues uh, released a statement calling on for a ceasefire uh, in the region. But I wonder, what is Israel supposed to do about Hamas after they murdered, brutalized, Mm -hmm. uh, abducted over a thousand of their citizens? Are they supposed to just do nothing? Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not... Now, Squirrel, pay attention, because normally it would cost you like a 5 to maybe $10 tip in New York to get the bartender to give you her philosophy on exactly current events. Now, it's pretty much where she gets millions of dollars in her campaign coffers, distributes it back to her boyfriend, who she calls her campaign manager, and she walks around in $7,000 costumes pretending to be a socialist. So pay attention when this kind of intellect is telling you about world events one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. But and I if think I may, it, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack mm-hmm. and Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that? I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. Oh, that's good. Now, in the meantime, they asked the dimwit further on in the interview. You know, the neighboring countries do not want to take the so-called refugees because they're concerned that they are radicals. So where do you think, Squirrel, if you had to bet, say, $5, on where AOC wants to put the refugees? Say it, say it, say it. All right, I owe you five dollars. Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza? I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. I wonder if AOC did any research on what the uh, Sharia law thinks of her costumes. I wonder what they think of her lifestyle, what they think of the insanity that her party advocates. I wonder if they've given it any thought at all as to how the the, the Sharia law proponents view the Democrats. Some Islamic laws that are implemented should make a beautiful society. Right. right? I agree. Republican people, Allah is guiding you to Islam. What's that? Allah is guiding you to the truth. No, like, now he's talking to a documentarian who pretends to be a so-called Republican, and he tells him, you know, I kind of like what you have to say about cleaning up the areas. Over the last, like, couple yeah, of years. Yeah, over the last couple yeah, of years, yeah, yeah, Allah is yeah. showing you the way. Yeah, but, um, like, the Republicans can live together in, in a society because they want what do they want they want religion they want their guns whatever yeah. they, they want, I love want order they want he loves uh, guns too. family unit they want this that Democrats cannot live together because mm-hmm. they need someone to fight with so gotcha. what they do is they just blame it, they fight with the Republicans Democrats I'm telling you we got to get rid of uh, the far left it's a, it's a very 
pretty bad. You know, Very for bad. me, the follow-up is basically completely anti-Sharia. Right. Yeah, basically, we can do whatever we want. Oh, and that's uh, wrong. Yeah, me and you are going to become pro-Sharia and, and put that far left out of business. I wonder if she heard that clip. You see, I don't agree with that either. The idea that we would entertain having people come here who understand that the only way they can advance is by killing people who don't believe in their nonsense cult. That's dangerous. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yeah, turn this up. Hanging out of helicopters like it was 1967 again. In the meantime, Squirrel, we got good news for you. We talked about the uh, Aloha snack bar inbred morphodite that killed those two innocent Swedes dressed in their Ikea color costumes yesterday, skipping around Brussels. Turns out the Brussels police, they killed that inbred son of a dog today. So I like to always talk about a happy ending. But you're hearing a lot of information coming out, this pro-Palestinian information. And I found it to be very interesting, the amount of people that are speaking up uh, that are kind of aware of the issue, not just the the neighboring countries that don't want any of the Hamas members. Just a part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt, that is a red line, uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. Pretty clear. Uh, Fresno, California, of all places, had massive amounts, as all these Democrat sewers with the Marxist uh, uh, inhabitants of these Democrat sewers. They had big, big celebrations for the Hamas degenerates. And uh, Fresno, California, has a mayor that uh, probably will be thrown out of office in the next election. But he made a dent uh, yesterday. The hatred is deep. And you can sense some of that hatred right here today. With people who are standing here supporting what occurred in Saturday and the killing of innocent Israelis and the beheading of, of Israeli babies. If that is what you stand for, then you do not stand for the United States of America. You know, it's funny. The reason that it doesn't bother them about the babies, they advocate that here. They just want somebody in a lab coat to do it rather than somebody yelling, Aloha, snack bar, George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, wasn't AOC the one that hit, hit under her desk on January yeah. 6th? Yeah, yeah. The FBI, the, the FBI dressed as Trump supporters scared the hell out of her. She was terrified, really. She didn't like them at all. Warren in Naperville. Uh, yes, uh, hi, Sean. Um, uh, I, I just want to comment that the reason, the reason that uh, the, uh, the neighboring nations around... Hello? Yeah, I'm here. You're here. Around Go Gaza. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the, the neighboring nations around Gaza won't allow the Palestinians as refugees because in the past, when they have lived as refugees, uh, they've not been allowed back, and uh, Israel has claimed those lands as their own. And um, I want to ask you a question. Uh, I was disgusted by uh, what Hamas did. I, it was despicable. But I can't say it's, uh, it's unforeseen given the radicalization of uh, that entire area. It's now down to barbarism. 
Absolutely. So how, how does that, I mean, what's the solution here going forward? You know, it's a difficult because question because the way in which people who have to stand up to this are killed. You know, this is what we tried to bring perspective to. For years, the, the, the Muslims who did not want to practice this kind of insanity are killed, both in these areas of, of Iran and Palestine. I thought, I thought the American government should have supported the uprising in Iran back in 2013. I thought they should have defended the people who wanted to live free, who didn't want to live under a theocracy. You cannot have peace under a government tyranny of any kind. History has shown us this, whether it's Marxism or this radical version of of Islam. And I say there are two billion Muslims. Of course, this is only a fraction of those two billion. But look at the devastation and the damage and look at the inability to live free in these theocracies. We have to end theocracies. And there's a multitude of ways to end them. Let's take the good people there, have a rigorous test, and I'm fine with bringing good people here. I really am. But we have to have a system that guarantees we will not have the radical people who wish people death because they do not believe in their twisted version of a God. This is the, this is the premise of peaceful living. These aren't people that want to be your neighbor. And let you have your beliefs. These are people that want to dictate your life from the morning to the night. And this cannot exist in the year 2023. I don't know what the answer is, Warren, but it's going to get messy before it gets better. But that's always the way. Thank you very much. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest, first time I heard his name was 1984. It was a book he had written. By my count, he's written 28 books since then. He's not only an author, he's a filmmaker. I've had the pleasure of meeting him at Freedom Summit in Chicago and then again at his movie premiere at Mar-a-Lago called 2,000 Mules, where I'm quite sure I made an impression on him. His new documentary slash movie is called Police State. Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. When I listen to this and when I think of Dinesh D'Souza, I think of so, so many thought-provoking books he wrote. But one of my favorites is called Stealing America. He made an impression on me. He continues to do so. He is the definition of an American philosopher and patriot. He is Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Now, I didn't get my invitation to this uh, screening, but I'm uh, right across Florida, so I'm going to drive over and crash it. I hope you don't mind. But I cannot wait, and I'm wondering, is it going to be as impactful as 2,000 Mules, which I think still has so many topics that haven't been addressed. But this was, you were kind of made for this, weren't you? After all, you're the victim of political persecution. 
Well, I did have my campaign finance case going back to 2013, but I have to confess that I saw it as a kind of a isolated incident or a one-off. In other words, I'd made this film about Obama. I know he's a petty, vindictive narcissist, so I thought, you know, it upset him. He decided to strike back at me. But what I didn't see was that my case would be a kind of precursor or prelude to what would happen later to Carter Page, Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, uh, Donald Trump. In other words, we have seen a rapid escalation of the police state just in the last couple of years. I mean, I don't think I could have made this film even three or four years ago. If I said police state, people would think I was talking about North Korea or Cuba or someplace, not the United States of America. But what we've lived through over the last three years, I I find it almost impossible for anyone to have an argument with you. When you uh, take a look at the the government's reaction, overreaction, but more upsetting, the comfortable nature of American government to act as a fascistic totalitarian regime in these Democrat hubs of which that produced such people as Obama. That's the part that I find startling. So were you able to uh, offset it with some of the states that resisted the American version of uh, the Soviet system? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell the full story, and it's uh, in, in the origin, the police state is a bipartisan story because its roots go back to the aftermath of 9-11, when many people, you know, me included, said, okay, we got to give the government these enhanced surveillance powers and all these other powers given to the police agencies of the government. But of course, it was with the intention of targeting foreign terrorists who were out to kill us. We mean, people like these Hamas attackers, for example. But clearly, U.S. intelligence has not been focusing on people like that. They've been focusing on domestic political opponents. And, uh, you know, if you look at the classic features of police states around the world, I mean, North Korea, China, Iran, um, Venezuela, or even the old Soviet Union, you see that all the key defining elements are now present in America. I mean, what are those? Mass surveillance of citizens, systematic censorship, heavy indoctrination, both in schools and universities and in the media. Um, Police states tend to be one-party states, which try to shut down the opposition, lock up the leader of the opposition party, criminalize dissent, go after religious freedom and religious believers, the existence of political prisoners. So, I mean, that's the standard list. There's not a single element that I just mentioned that has not crept into the politics of the United States. And the interesting part is when you said bipartisan, when you really look at the advances of a police state, for lack of a better phrase, when you look at this, it's under Republican rule. The Bush years was the greatest example. But I can't help but remember and play in my mind all of the years that he was made fun of when you think of uh, Ron Paul or when you realize the warnings that were given of what our government bureaucracies were capable of by Frank Gaffney and people like that. So I'm wondering, did that come into the making of your movie? Were you revisiting some of the warnings by people who were heckled in a bipartisan fashion like Ron Paul? Did you touch upon any of that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have Rand Paul in the movie. I don't have Ron Paul, but Rand Paul says, he goes, hey, listen, you know, my dad was one of the first guys who blew the whistle on this and said, you know, do not give the government this kind of power because it will be used and abused and misused against fellow Americans. And that is, of course, exactly what has happened. You know, I came to the country when I was a teenager in 1978 
as an exchange student in high school. And, you know, I, I contrast the exhilaration I felt when I first saw America, not just the opportunity and the abundance of it, but these basic rights that are enumerated in the Bill of Rights that are not supposed to be open to political negotiation. Majorities are not supposed to be able to cancel out these rights. You have a right to free speech, and it doesn't matter if 95% of people disagree with you. So what? You still have the right to say it. So it's very dismaying to see that these core rights of the Bill of Rights, right to free speech, right to conscience, right to petition the government for grievances, even equal rights or equal justice under the law, all of these basic rights are now imperiled. Now, the police state in foreign Soviet societies, Marxist societies, communist, whatever you want to call it, the police state really enforces the uh, created oligarchy extortion system where the po- political whores and pimps control the velocity of money and the, the policies of which they're front running. So they work hand in glove. In this movie, do you touch upon these schemes that you have so eloquently in your past books? Do you go into how these police states are protecting the scams as the Arkansas state troopers did with the Clintons. Do you touch upon that? Oh, absolutely. We go into the whole, the bowels of the police state. Look, there are two kinds of people in this movie. One is uh, police state whistleblowers, informants, and people on the inside who know how the police state got started and how it is constructed. And the second type of person is ordinary Americans who are just going about their business or they're involved in civic activities, uh, you know, involved in, in protesting at school board meetings, for example, caring about their kids, or they are pro-life activists or some other type of... In any event, they're just going about their normal life and they suddenly come up right up against the police state and they can feel what Orwell once called the boot stamping on the human face. And so I dramatize this in the movie so that people aren't just being told about the police state. They have an experience of what that's like. So now you're going to have private showings, and that's going to be later this month, correct? Well, coming up next week, I mean, October 23rd and 25th, we have bought out hundreds of theaters, and we're selling tickets on our website, which is policestatefilm.net. You cannot get the tickets on Fandango or at the theater. You have to buy them from the website. So policestatefilm.net is the place to go. And then coming up next Friday, not this Friday, but next Friday, October 27th, a virtual premiere where we're doing it out of this fabulous studio in Las Vegas. We play the entire film and then a live Q&A with me and Dan Bongino to follow. And all of that is for the price of a movie ticket. And you can watch at home. So we're giving people a choice. You can go to the theater, which I prefer because I made the film for the theater. But if you can't go to the theater for whatever reason, then watch at home next Friday, October 27th. Now, how difficult was it to make before we know the conclusion of the political persecution we are all witnessing of, ironically, a former Democrat, but a former president? When you see a gag order thrown on him yesterday, when you see the object isn't is to follow this all the way through they will in in my opinion the democrat mafia will not be happy until donald trump is in prison to some form or another did you take a guess at how it ends well i don't take a guess at how it ends but we lay all this out in the movie i mean look this is classic police state thuggery and and why do i say that because look if if the if the prosecutors had said look 
Trump took some classified documents. He should have given them back. He held on to them. He was very stubborn. And so we're filing a single criminal charge against him. We realize this is unprecedented. We would have been like, okay, let's take a look at it. But when you have 90 plus charges in multiple jurisdictions with these Soros prosecutors, it's clearly a shotgun approach. It's like, hey, we can't get him in D.C. All right, let's get him in Florida. Let's get him in Georgia. Uh, Can't get him in Georgia. Let's get him in New York. And if we can't get him on the criminal stuff, let's get him for, you know, let's let's get him on a civil case and ruin all his businesses. I mean, this is so obvious what they're doing. And if any other country had, had done this, we would have been shouting dictatorship, dictatorship. This is a subversion of democracy. Now, every generation, to a certain extent, feels like it's the end of the world during their generation, during their time. However, one thing that feels unique to this time in America is that you feel a complete abandonment of the principles. And it really was captured in the election that I completely believe was stolen in 2020. And the lack of of consequences from that, the lack of inquisition. So if we've let that go, what, in your opinion, can stop the, the natural progression of fascism, the natural progression of tyranny, because it's just getting worse, as we see on a daily on a daily example called the news. So in your opinion, how does it get better? Well, I think the most important thing that needs to happen, and this is the exact reason for me waking, making the movie, is to stiffen the spine of the Republican Party and the conservatives and help them to realize that we're not in a normal politics. You know, if you think of the movie The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, you've got Jimmy Stewart, and he's a goofball attorney. And you know, when you're living in a small town with law and order, you can say things like, you know, I'm not going to go buy a gun. I'm going to rely on my law books. And if something goes wrong, I'm going to call it in. I'm going to make a complaint. But if you, if you go out in a covered wagon out west uh, and you set up a homestead and then there are outlaws surrounding your ranch and they want to burn your homestead and rape your wife and kill your kids and then you say they have guns but i'm not going to go look for my gun i'm better than that i'm a man of principle people would think you're downright insane and this is exactly the situation facing the republican party there needs to be a uh, an apprehension of the situation in which the country finds itself and then i believe we have the resources to block the police state I'm going to take advantage of having you on the air today because I, I, I really love the way your mind works and I love the, your thought process. And I'm curious to know how you predict the American reaction to what we saw happen in Israel. What you see now, as uh, I like to call him the dimwit in diapers, some call president goes to Israel. But more importantly, we all know through through our history how the American people are susceptible to turn over power to the government in these terrorist activity times in our history. How do you think this will play out in the future? Will America resist it in the proper fashion, or will Americans demand that their abuser become more powerful? Well, with regard to Israel, the first thing to notice is that this was a massive intelligence failure, not just um, on the part of the Israelis, but also on the part of the U.S., because the United States has, has the most heavily funded, and, and with, in an age of technology, you know, an age of, of cell phone monitoring, of surveillance, how is it possible for something like this to go undetected? I mean, a thousand soldiers going through a blockade coming out of the sky, and you don't even know that it's happening? Now, I think the only reason that could be is that none of these guys were actually watching. They were looking someplace else. Where were they looking? I think they were looking at like some 70-year-old grandma who went into the Capitol for 10 minutes on January 6th. 
So the FBI, the CIA, all these intelligence agencies have been telling the Congress, our main priority is domestic extremism. That's really where the threats are coming from. So think about it. We gave the U.S. government all this power after 9-11 to go after exactly the kind of Hamas terrorists that they apparently have decided to stop watching. Is it possible that there's another reason that it's beneficial to cover up some of the corruption that the American people, both Democrats, people who think themselves old-fashioned Kennedy Democrats, and Trump Republicans were repulsed by in Ukraine? Is it possible? And I'm wondering, I know you don't like to let your mind go in this direction, but I do. I, I let it go in that direction. To me, there are no accidents. After all, when the government wants to surveil you, they know how many times I've, I've, I've Googled Dinesh D'Souza books. But the reality is this kind of so-called slippage often will benefit a government to look like a mistake when in fact it's a great distraction and now we're not talking about the very things we were talking about just eight nine days ago is it possible this was a friend of the corrupt government well you know it these things are possible and i must say that this is not normally a direction my mind would go into but but what we've learned really just over the last three years is that institutions that we have implicitly trusted in the past cannot be trusted. And I'm not just talking about the very obvious kind of ideological institutions like the media or even academia or even certain agencies of the government. I'm talking about like the health authority. Whoever thought we'd get a virus and then all the people in the white coats would start lying to us about where it came from and what, you know, what the vaccine could and couldn't do. And they would start banning people who challenged the, you know, challenged the truth of the matter. And the, and it, the critics were actually right. So all of this marshalling of authority in defense of just propaganda and lies has made us open to believing almost, you know, wondering about things that we previously wouldn't wonder about. Dinesh, I have to tell you, uh, I, I, it's, it, I'm so lucky that you came on my show. You are, you are what gives me optimism. You've been in this country since 1978 and have worked tirelessly since then to be an asset, and you have been a tremendous blessing to this country. And immigrants like you, are what will save us. It's not going to be the Chicago Democrat who just wants a phony job and a pension. I can't tell you how honored I am, but more importantly, how you bring me solace, a peace of mind, because I know that there's another Dinesh D'Souza around the corner. Thank you so much for your love that of my country. That means a lot. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Any update on Ed Burke? When's the trial for Mike Madigan? Gee, I don't know. Boy, you can fast-track stuff when you want to, though, can't you? But now we have death and destruction all over the planet because we have the worst and most incompetent president in the history of our country. He's incompetent. Let's expand upon that. Government. Not just president. Government. You want to talk about a group of fracking idiots. It's our government. What exactly can they do properly? Oh, wait, the FBI's got some new numbers, Squirrel. Did you hear about the FBI numbers? Yeah, yeah. They said uh, 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 murder is down. The FBI says violent crime across the country is down, but property... Violent crime is down, but property crime is up? Huh. 
The FBI says violent crime across the country is down, but property crimes are up. Data from the agency's annual report shows violent crime dropped more than one and a half percent last year to pre-pandemic levels. But property crimes jumped more than seven percent for the same period. How can that be, Squirrel? You know how it is? Because they changed the definition of violent. Yeah, they did. Listen to the rest of this propaganda from America. The biggest increase is among vehicle thefts, which were up nearly 11 percent over the previous year. Carjackings jumped by more than 8 percent. Is there such a thing as a nonviolent carjacking? How exactly do you get the people who own the car or make the payments? How do you get them out of the car? Do you say, excuse me, sir, uh, I've always wanted this kind of Kia, Hyundai. Uh, I was hoping you could get the hell out of there. Is that is that called a nonviolent crime? So you see uh, no. the duality in propaganda. Now, how do you get to this kind of propaganda? Because you have communists, Marxists, government supremacists from around the world changing definitions of words. Well, today, in an effort spearheaded by the MacArthur Foundation, more than 20 nonprofit organizations have pledged a total of $500 million over the next five years to address the crisis in local news. No, 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 no. That's $500 million just in this country of propaganda from the MacArthur Found- Foundation. What the hell is the MacArthur Foundation? I'm a legal scholar. I am an incarceration law scholar. I'm a statistician. I'm a lawyer and a democracy advocate. I am a composer and pianist. I'm a cellular and molecular biologist. I am a multi and interdisciplinary artist. I'm a composer and artist. I'm a demographer and reproductive health researcher. I am an environmental ecologist. I'm an artist. I am a poet. I'm a computer scientist and a statistician. I am a kumuhula and a cultural preservationist. I am an environmental engineer. I am a fiction writer. I am an interdisciplinary scholar and writer. I'm a multidisciplinary artist. I'm a hydroclimatologist. And I'm an anthropologist. You know what that translates to in this world? We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. That's what the MacArthur Foundation is. Trained Marxists. You're not fooling me. You're just Marxists with millions. You're my favorite kind. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean. Great guest. Uh, that is a tier one guest there. Um, Dinesh D'Souza. Um, I think I'm telling Democrats I know that their good intentions, like the good intention white suburban women, Democrats, and the people who want cheap labor and the people who want Democrat voters to, cut, to prepare what's going to come along with open borders. We may have a terror attacks here because some of these people coming across the border are not vetted at all. They're just coming in. So, you know, there's no, open David, policy. that's equity. It's all kinds of equity. You miss it. Aren't you catching the news from the government? In fact, there's something called health equity, Squirrel. Did you know that? Me either. Pick one innovation for me that you think is most promising in managing, again, this, this problem of health equity and climate injustice. Well, the fact that we are uh, treating climate... Health equity and climate injustice. Hmm. It's interesting. It's a word salad of Marxism, if I ever heard one. Here is a Biden mafia official. Has anybody looked at Xavier Becerra's stock picks? 
Anybody look at his portfolio or his net worth? Boy, I'd be interested in that. Climate change is something that requires us to look at health equity because uh, there are, as I said, communities who today are, are suffering the dire consequences of uh, climate change. They can't afford to just turn on the switch to the air conditioner. Uh, they can't afford to take uh, that shade break uh, the way some of us could. They can't afford to even stay home to get a paycheck. Really? Maybe that explains the 63% of Americans on welfare. But does it explain the massive increase in money they're getting? Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalay. Happy Monday. And I'm back today with another video. In today's video, it's all... Yes, it's Tuesday, but this was yesterday. She releases it at night. After all, she doesn't have a work schedule. She's a welfare queen. All about the money, honey. Guys, we have extra money that's being added to EBT cards. We have $500 per month. We have an increase in WIC starting in 2024. What the hell's WIC, squirrel? You know what WIC is? Some other cockroach uh, benefit for being a bus stop? So like I said, this video is all about Monday. So if you want to know what is going on in the lovely world of EBT, you are... You know what to do. Subscribe to the Shalea Morgan Welfare Queen Cockroach website, and she'll make another 40000 a month. Robert in Bloomingdale. That gal on the radio. Hey, son. That yeah. gal on the radio, she needs to go out and get a job or something. She's That's, got a job. And every week that goes no, by, she's got job. more expensive stuff behind her. It's really fascinating. I highly recommend you watch it. I find it comical. Go ahead. We're calling from Benton Harbor, Michigan this week. How are you doing down there? Good. You buying a property? Oh, no, not at the moment, but I just wanted to call and tell you that Biden's administration going to Israel, even though he won't be at the front, this is going to be a catastrophe because these countries know that he's incapable of leading and they're going to take advantage of him. And um, this is going to get worse. Than Why is he going there? Better. It's the year 2023. You know. have to see the entourage. He just left from uh, St. Andrews. You have to see the entourage, the damage to the climate. Why is he going there? He can't make a phone call because it's more propaganda. It's more nonsense. It's more of this. What does it mean, globalization 4.0? Definitively, it has to be more sustainable. We cannot destroy, continue to destroy our environment. It has to be more inclusive. Those people who have lost the hope for a better future, they have to be given a new vision. Jawohl, Herr Kommandante, son of the Third Reich, leader of the Fourth Reich, Klaus Schwab. Boy, the only difference between him and anybody from the... Biden administration is really that German accent. I prefer my fascism, my Nazism with a little bit of German. What we've learned through COVID and what we're going to see more vividly through climate change is that we cannot have a public health system that is a patchwork of good health and bad health. Uh, and unfortunately, because the Constitution left the authority for health care to the states, we have a patchwork. Uh, and COVID was perfect proof of that. Uh, there is no way we will deal well with any pandemic in the future and no way we will be able to weave together the infrastructure that we need to deal with climate change if we don't weave together the 50 states in dealing with health care, which means we have to have a universal system of public health. Universal? You mean take away federalism, states' rights? You mean take your mafia in Washington, D.C., the punchline of a government that you've destroyed the principles of federalism and the American way and spread it throughout the world? That sounds like a globalization movement. Now, 
The only thing you really need is kind of a global migration. Migration is one of the least understood and most poorly governed aspects of globalization. The, there are oh, this is more from the MacArthur Fellows. Our uh, international agreements for the movement of goods, for investment, and yet the movement of people remains largely the prerogative of sovereign nation-states with little effective cooperation internationally. So keep in mind, Squirrel, what they did to spread this bull dung of the Fourth Reich taking over the world is they bought a bunch of local news outlets from print media to radio to television in rural areas, and they're going to spin it like it's a good thing. The New York Times reports the initiative called Press Forward will use the money to, quote, fund grants for existing local for-profit and non-profit newsrooms, help build shared tools, provide resources to diverse outlets and those in historically underserved areas and invest in nonpartisan public policy development that advances access to news and information. That sounds good, doesn't it, Squirrel? Keep in mind the information they're getting will be right from the leader of the Fourth Reich in the economic World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab Herfjörder. They don't want to wake up with nightmares. They want to wake up with dreams. I think he said dreams, but I love this Third Reich stuff, don't you? With dreams, jawohl. We need a more multi-stakeholder globalization. Which means a globalization not led just by governments, but where solutions are elaborated jointly by all stakeholders of society. I wonder how these Hamas fellows are going to partake in the globalization. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. Yeah. I think, you know, they're talking about universal health care. The politicians should have the same choices we have and not their... There's special uh, insurance. Come on, Dave. You think Klaus Schwab is going to be on the brass plan? I don't think so. Come on. That's for the plebs. That's for you and me, the serfs around the world. These oligarchs, they've got their own system. It's called world domination of the Fourth Reich. We'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The global migration of the Fourth Reich. Table is set to import the most radical government supremacists in the world. You're seeing it play out in the Middle East. So when you hear about this global migration nonsense, remember, the greatest benefit was really what we're now seeing in the Middle East. A migrant is a person that's living outside their country of origin, their country of birth, uh, for one year or more. About 10% are those who are leaving their country under uh, conditions of war, political persecution, and so forth, and are classified as refugees or asylum seekers. And while those categories of people are included in the broadest definition of migrant, our initiative at MacArthur focuses in particular on so-called voluntary or economic migrants uh, rather than refugees. The voluntary or economic migrants rather than refugees. How come we don't have any refugees that leave here? Oh, I think I figured it out, Squirrel. All right, so let's go ahead and kick things off in the dirty south. All right, we are... Did she say the dirty south? 
That's kind of racist, isn't it, Squirrel? Dirty South? All right, so let's go ahead and kick things off in the Dirty South. All right, we are headed to Georgia. Where my Georgia peaches at? Drop some peach emojis where people are getting their monthly allotment, but they're getting a few hundred dollars more deposit. Now, a lot of people are talking about this on Facebook, and they're like, do you know why I got my October increase and I got something additional? I don't know, Georgia. Let me know. Check your cards. Check your cards. There's some money on there, possibly. But all- Do you see how this works, girl? You get a card, like an actual productive American. It looks like a Visa card or a MasterCard. And you don't have to do guts. And every month, they just funnel more money into it. What happens when the money isn't supposed to be on the card? Ah, don't worry. Drinks are on the house. Also in Georgia, they are opening up their Section 8 program. Ooh. Now, this program is set to open or start taking applications tomorrow on October 17th. And this will assist with like your housing costs. But this is the first time they have done this since 2021. I know it's open to refugees. So refugees that come from, say, what used to be called Palestine, they're going to get all this too, Squirrel? Oh, boy. So the time frame will start at midnight Cinderella on October 17th and end on Friday, October 20th. That's convenient. That's convenient. No wonder AOC wants uh, the refugees here. Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza? I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. Restart your lives here. Well, what you're going to need to restart your lives, squirrel, little walking around money, you're absolutely going to need it. Now, they will not extend this time frame. If you are approved, then you will be selected by a lottery system. But they are randomly going to select 5,000 Georgia peaches from potential participants. Now, before selection... Randomly select. Yes, you, Ali Ali Oxenfree, Abdullah, uh, my, my underwear blow up. You just won. Bill in Cape Coral, Florida. Yeah, you know you know how she gets her opinions of the people in the South from uh, with Jackie Gleason, that uh, Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> with um, Burt Reynolds and Jackie Gleason? You know, it's funny as you hear them talk, you they re- reveal themselves for what they are. They are rabid racists. We love rabid. you. Keep it going, brother. Keep going. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that very much. This is this all part of that globalization that Klaus Schwab was talking about? How, do they have these programs everywhere? It does explain Sweden's massive expansion of terror attacks and gang violence and the quality of life devolving into a third world nation or maybe just something like Chicago. This Red Line CTA station is back open after police closed it to investigate a stabbing on the platform. Around 10.30 this morning... Take the Red Line, squirrel. You late for work? Take the L. It's public transportation. Sure, it's got a downside. You might get stabbed by an illiterate CTU student. A 21-year-old woman and a 24-year-old woman... CPS, whatever. ...were fighting at the 79th Street train stop. Police say the 21-year-old then stabbed the other woman in the head and arm with something sharp. The victim was taken to a hospital in good condition. Charges are pending against the attacker. Can you do me a favor, Squirrel? Can you find out, number one, if she was yelling Aloha Snack Bar? 
I'd be interested in that. Number two, how much of this EBT money was she getting? Now, also, according to the Internet, guys, $100 cash is being loaded onto EBT cards around the country. Now, this is not for utility assistance. This is not for summer EBT. Most people that are stating they're getting this extra $100 on their card, they're stating it was a glitch in the system. But if you have cash assistance already connected to your EBT card, then you're possibly going to receive an additional $100. See, I told you. <laughs> Drinks are on the house. Now take that money and go buy some dope from a Republican-owned pot dispensary. This is a real hard scam to figure out, isn't it? Just follow the money. Always leads back to government corruption. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Can't think of a better guest to have on right now. She's published over, she has over 1,500 publications, five books. She's also the author of The Soros Agenda, founder and president of a New York-based American Center for Democracy and the Economic Warfare Institute. She is Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. How are you, Dr. Ehrenfeld? I'm okay. How are you? Aggravated. And, uh... Uh-huh. One of your one of the times I, I I first remember your name was in a book called Funding Evil, and I'm wondering what we see before us. This isn't something that came out of the blue. This is something that's been it really uh, it has a schematic. It has an architecture. It has a financier and an underwriter, doesn't it? It had uh, not only one financier. It had many financiers, but uh, the biggest supporter and funder. <coughs> of Hamas uh, for decades, from the get-go, has been Qatar. And Qatar spent billions of dollars pumping into uh, uh, either so-called humanitarian aid, if it, is, was, if it was public, uh, and if not, they just uh, funneled money to uh, Hamas in Gaza, and uh, what Hamas did with the money, you see, uh, yeah. they took the they took the money and built uh, uh, hundreds of tunnels in throughout uh, the Gaza Strip. Um, the, bought weapons, received weapons from Iran. Iran is the is the architect of the whole thing. Qatar has been working not only with Hamas. Uh, it actually hosts um, Hamas leaders, uh, harboring Hamas leaders in Qatar for years, and um, has been also working with Iran, with the Taliban. Uh, supposedly, or uh, Qatar is our ally, American ally, uh, well, because uh, America, the United States, has a big uh, base in Qatar, but I don't know why um, the United States has not moved. Uh, uh, the base uh, somewhere else in the Gulf, they can do it. Because uh, Qatar is, is a major a stronghold of the Muslim Brotherhood and their ideologues, and is completely anti-American and anti-Israeli. So ultimately, uh, and, 
Ultimately, this is funded by us. This is ultimately funded by America, isn't it? Well, it's not only America, but it's also, sure, uh, but it's also uh, Qatar is a very wealthy country because of um, of, uh, of uh, energy Because uh, of American policy. Because of our yeah. policy that destroys the ability for American companies to produce their product, to distribute their product from America, so we have enriched these theocracies around the world in one form or another. My question to you is, in the year 2023... How has this stunted intellect, this retarded uh, uh, knowledge of religion and chaos, where we are really kind of kind of hostage to this seventh century moronic belief system? Well, look at what is happening in the streets all over the place. Uh, Qatar has been funding uh, hundreds of uh, Islamic uh, uh, Islamist organizations in the United States. Uh, there are several major ones, and uh, they have been receiving money not only from members in these organizations, <coughs> but from Qatar, Turkey, Iran. Uh, this has been going on for a long time. They have been doing it for decades, and especially uh, after 9-11, after the United States was attacked by, by al-Qaeda. That's where they increased their funding uh, and, and strengthened the United States. And added to this, uh, to their ability to operate here, uh, playing victims, saying that they are, well, Americans are suffering from Islamophobia. Well, and you will see it uh, very soon again, raising, yes. uh, raising this issue. Uh, they are supporting Hamas. It's not only Hamas, the organization. Hamas is the ideology. It's the ideology of killing Everybody who is not, who does not believe in exactly what they are believing, which is um, Islamic, radical Islam. This 7th century nonsense is what we're really facing. And yet, America continues to benefit the theocracies around the world, whether they're called the Taliban. We just gave them a country, $85 billion of equipment. We are constantly enriching Iran. I mean, how much mayhem, murder? And nonsense has to happen before the world, the people with an IQ over 60, and the people who understand you cannot make friends with the wolf by being a sheep. How long, in your opinion, does it take? Or have we just witnessed something that could forever change the trajectory? Because this atrocity that we saw in Israel is beyond denial. So do you think there's a silver lining here? If, unless... If, if Biden and his visit now and his advisors, uh, who are former Obama advisors, who have been supported by Soros also, like Biden, if they try to stop Israel, if they do everything to stop Israel from uh, destroying Hamas, uh, then uh, bye-bye Western world. Uh, it will happen, similar things will happen here in the United States and in Europe and in uh, Australia. Uh, so that's, that's what we are facing. And unfortunately, most Americans are ignorant. They don't understand. And to see these, these organizations and members of Congress uh, making statements that, well, endorsing actually uh, and celebrating what Hamas has done, the horrendous, uh, unimaginable uh, atrocities, Cutting baby uh, babies' heads off, uh, burning people alive. I mean, you know what? <laughs> uh, yeah. if-
It's like a Planned Parenthood here in America. But the reality is Yasser Arafat had $1.3 billion in his family's checking account as they lived in Paris when the GDP of so-called Palestine in 2004 was $4 billion. They steal the money from the people. There's nothing the people can do about it. Do you think maybe we're not giving out the information properly to the world to understand the kind of abuse that Hamas, the government, is putting on their people and how they live in fear and slavery? Do you think it's just our, our, our inability to articulate exactly who our enemy is? It's the theocrats around the world. And for some reason, we're afraid to talk about it. I don't understand why we're afraid well, to talk about it. This is, this is because, uh, as, as uh, uh, the Muslim Brotherhood said all along, and their ideological uh, leaders and theologians said that uh, what they are hoping is really uh, that the corruption of the West uh, with, with, with money and uh, the liberal media, and we, actually uh, one Hamas leader thanked the liberal media a few years ago for doing their job and, and, uh, and misinforming, uh, misinforming the public about what's going on there. And unfortunately, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, and it's too bad that it was allowed to happen, but this is the time now uh, to stop it from happening, uh, to deny or, or to, 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 to deny what happened where everybody could see. Hamas, itself, Hamas themselves filmed the whole thing and sent out, um, sent out the, the horrible photographs of what, and videos of what they have done uh, to, to these people. Um, uh, to, to the Israelis, to the Jews, and there are actually um, f- uh, people from 40 nationalities uh, that have been hurt, uh, um, uh, taken hostages, killed uh, by, by Hamas, uh, and, and then to say that this is, and blame Israel for that? I mean, this is insane. Four hours ago, Iran vows a preemptive action. The Revolutionary Guard threatens a shockwave. The reality is we used to have presidents, not just Trump. We had presidents in this country, in America, that mm-hmm. would protect the, their people. They would take these, these threats from these 7th century barbarians seriously, and they would try to cut the heads off of the snake. Trump did. I forgot the name of the guy he killed who looked like Omar Sharif, but he dropped a bomb on his personal car. Why don't we have that ideology, where if you make a threat and you're the leader of Hezbollah, you're the leader of Iran, you walk around like a yard gnome, we don't just bomb your personal residence. Why are we willing to uh, take them at their, like, oh, he didn't mean it, as more and more innocent and people are killed every day. They just killed those two tourists, those two Swedish tourists in Brussels. Why is it that we're just sitting idly by playing patty cake? They, they have attacked people in Paris and in, in London, and people were attacked here in the United States, uh, in China. I mean, there has been many attacks against Jews, Israelis, and others, but these, these Islamists are not only killing Jews, they are killing everybody. They are killing Americans. They have been killing Americans. And uh, one uh, ideologue who was uh, uh, who Qatar, uh, whom Qatar harbored for many many years, uh, and he was broadcasting his uh, fatwas uh, on his legal uh, decisions or decrees uh, on Al Jazeera for millions of Muslims around the world. Uh, he was wanted by Interpol in 2014. He is dead now. 
why, why aren't all the leaders of Hamas who are in Qatar on the Interpol red alert? Why not? They should be. And the United <clears throat> States should demand it because they killed Americans. It's so nauseating because the answer is very simple, right? You cannot, we're going to ask you to be civilized, yet you continue to refuse to be civilized. We continue to give you the things you need to live. And they take those items, for instance, they're still operating on a sewer system in so-called Palestine that's been there for 73 years. The, the, the Israelis, the Americans, people around the world go there, build their new sewer systems. They rip it out and use it as weapons to kill the Jews. Just can, has anybody been able to explain what exactly is the is the reasoning, the rationale for the the Palestinians to kill the Jews? What is the Jews so-called sin? Has anybody narrowed it in? And, And then I want to ask you why so many American Jews are willing to fund the Democrat Party, which enriches Hamas, but we'll save it for later. Why, what yeah. is the sin that they identify the like, Jews having? It's a mystery, but uh, it's a mystery to me, too. But, uh, but uh, this, this is what Islam is all about, when, you know, and there were all kinds of, uh, uh, there was a lot of pushback from Muslims to say, well, no, this is, again, this is Islamophobia. They say Islam is a religion of peace. You see what kind of peace they want. They want to be in. They want to be at peace after they killed, tortured, and 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 uh, committed horrible atrocities against those who don't believe in what they believe. It's it's a religious ideology, and we have to understand that by letting in people from um, many 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 Muslim countries. I know Trump was attacked because he he wanted to stop actually giving even visas to people from, uh, from Muslim countries uh, to, to restrict immigration. Biden opened the border. We'd, we have, I don't know how many of the seven or eight or 10 million people that came here uh, are Muslim. Many are. And uh, they can turn out to be a fifth column. Hopefully not. Uh, not, all, uh, not all Muslims are violent. No. But uh, when they heed the call, like they heeded the call of uh, Khaled Mash'al, uh, the Hamas leader in Qatar, that called for a day of demonstration uh, in support of Hamas, uh, which we saw all over uh, on Friday and, and later on. Uh, interestingly enough, he also called for financial jihad. Uh, and that was not uh, heavily covered by the media. So how many of those organizations that helped organize the, uh, uh, the demonstrations all over the country and elsewhere, uh, how many of these organizations are now raising money to send so-called human- humanitarian aid to, to Gaza? Who knows? You know, do- you know Dr. Ehrenfeld, this is a, a crucially important part. The beauty of the American energy policies under Trump and decades ago, was that we kept the oil low. It wasn't until the bastardization of our business and the manipulation by government to break apart American companies that these third world theocracies even made a dollar. We are the ones that enrich Saudi Arabia, which, by the way, I've never believed they are our ally. When you saw what took place, uh, I, I, I'm not into sports, Dr. Ehrenfeld, so forgive me. I believe it was the World Cup held in Qatar, but I don't know. I, I'm not certain where it was. You saw the, the hate and the disdain for Jewish newscasters. You see it up 
help open and notorious. Why do we pretend that there are fashion, fashions of these places, factions, excuse me, of this religion, that although they dress like it's the seventh century, that there are friends and there are allies, when they have the same contempt for the Jewish people and people who do not subscribe to their cult ideology as Hamas? Why are we pretending that we can get along with certain people? But I don't want to condemn the entire religion because there's two billion Muslims. In America, we've lived for decades with people who we don't agree with, but they're not yelling uh, uh, Allah. But the radicals get the best of them. And uh, they are afraid uh, because of... uh, It's it's, it's a long story. But they are afraid to object. And and many are um, complacent and many follow what the religious leaders are telling, telling them to do. Not everybody does, thank God. Uh, but it's enough. You don't need many to do that. You need a few thousand people here and there. Uh, look at how many people participated in these demonstrations. If they if they get uh, uh, if they if they are ordered to do some uh, something like Hamas did in, uh, to the Israelis, well, God help us. Where is the uh, the Muslim country that is rejecting? Hamas. Is there one? I mean, aside from the ones that don't want the refugees, like Egypt and uh, well, Jordan. Egypt fought against the Muslim Brotherhood because the Muslim Brotherhood took over, right? So Egypt actually uh, fought against the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, but they are, but again, they are not. Uh, they have not condemned uh, the attacks on, which is which is very sad, uh, and not one Muslim organization in the United States have uh, condemned the uh, Hamas attacks, Hamas atrocities, not one. So, uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia uh, cut relations with Qatar for a while. Uh, The UAE didn't allow Muslim Brotherhood to come in. They actually started, Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states, started to understand that this is dangerous, and actually, the uh, MBS, the, the prince, the Saudi prince, it started to make uh, changes. Uh, but they have a long way to go. Uh, but they are trying. Uh, but Iran, Iran and Qatar and Turkey are, are absolutely uh, promoting uh, jihad, uh, um, jihad against the West, against the infidels. The week before the attack. For the first time in decades, Saudi Arabia met with Iran. They, they discussed a peace talk. They discussed some sort of uh, diplomacy. Is there any way, in your opinion, in your opinion, is there any way that Iran did not know of the plan of Hamas to attack no. Israel? No. no. Iran, <coughs> it's ridiculous even to say that. Uh, <coughs> Iran has been funding uh, uh, Hamas is, is, is a proxy of of Iran, uh, like there are many other uh, Islamic terrorist organizations, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, everybody is getting, even if they are not getting all the funding from Iran, Iran is the, uh, Iran is providing the strategies, Iran is providing the training, Uh, Turkey has done the same, Qatar is, is, is funding it, and uh, and this is what is going on. Uh, and and the United States, I mean, yeah, during the Trump administration, there was an awareness for that because there were patriotic Americans uh, who were members of the administration. 
now what we have in place are, are, are people who work for the Obama administration who actually vowed to change America. Boy, yes. did, he, did he succeed. Yes. Uh, uh, he, he was very successful. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know how busy you are, and we're running out of time. But before I let you go, I, I'm dying to ask you this question. Stefan Bandera, one of the most notable Waffen-SS troops, is still celebrated in Ukraine. It was one of my main reasons to reject yep. the concept that we would be funding the Azov Battalion, which has infiltrated the government in Ukraine. I see this as a rise of the Fourth Reich. I see it also funded by America. Do you think America should have funded blindly the Ukrainian government? No, definitely not blindly. And uh, the Ukrainian, I have been to, I, I observed elections in Ukraine. I've seen, I know the Ukrainians. I know they are anti-Semitic. Uh, I know how the Nazis, they work with the Nazis. Uh, and, and I know what kind of sentiments they have, uh, but uh, giving them hundreds of millions of dollars, um, uh, saying, oh, no, they, they are, you know, uh, we, we believe or trust that they will use the money uh, appropriately uh, to defend yeah. them. No, I don't know how much money has been stolen, but I can assure you that a lot. I'll tell you what, Doctor, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm going to have you back because I have a sneaky suspicion that history will prove that the money and the weapons we've been giving to one side of the corrupt Fourth Reich turns up on the other side, and I believe that those weapons will show up in Israel. Thank, I, I hope I'm wrong, Dr. Ehrenfeld, but I like the way your mind works. I love the books. I love the Soros agenda, and I think we need to start identifying this as the rise of the Fourth Reich. She is Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Thank you so much for making time for me, Doctor. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I don't know, Squirrel, every time I see his name on the board, I get hungry. 999 Democrats I wouldn't take. Wouldn't take the call. But there's something about this fat bastard. It reminds me of every union job I ever had where I had to sit in the truck. Take it easy, kid. You don't want to get the job done. He's the cream puff, Jim. How are you? Yeah, you see, Poland uh, got a pro-choice candidate. That's, I think that's the latest time on the floor. You know what you we're going to do now because of this? I, I think we're going to call it the Hezbollah candidate because the pro-choice like to rip the heads off of the babies like the Hezbollah, don't they? Well, it's a, it's, 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 it's a noble idea. The, the problem with it is... Oh, it's a noble idea to rip the heads off of the babies? No, no, but it's a noble idea to try to save every life. There's no question about save that. Save every life? Is, You're killing the baby. But when it's left... Oh, see, I was wrong. See, I thought I could take one. I can't take them. See, because killing the baby is the same whether it's done in a, uh, uh, by, with a guy with a lab coat on or it's done with a guy with a robe on yelling, Aloha snack bar. The baby still gets the head ripped off. You know, Squirrel, it's true. Matt Gates was on to something. He was right. Have you watched these pro-abortion rallies? The people are just disgusting. Why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. They're like 5'2", 350 pounds, and they're like, give me my abortions or I'll get up and march and protest. And I'm thinking, march? You look like you got ankles weaker than the legal reasoning behind Roe versus Wade. A few of them need to get up and march. They need to get up and march for like an hour a day, swing those arms, get the blood pumping, maybe mix in a salad. 
That's right. Ever hear of a salad cream puff, Jim? Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. Hey, I got a, a solution. You know, the city's not looking hard enough to uh, find a place for the illegal aliens. They only they just had to look at downstate, the state house, and the uh, shady man, uh, Pritzker. He can surely provide housing for those people. Absolutely. They, they could stay in the suite, with, in the honeymoon suite at the Hyatt. I believe it's called the Fatwa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they could. I mean, they, they... Yeah. Also, also Pritzker's au pair's nickname for little Pritzker. The fatwa. Why not? In the meantime, it's really a disgraceful um, um, ideology where we can't separate the issues. You see, the babies that were decapitated, and it was an atrocity, an outrageous atrocity in Israel. What's the difference between the babies who were decap- decapitated in Planned Parenthood? I don't know. But I like to have a continuity of thought and principles, something the Democrat mafia doesn't have, on display every time they open their fracking mouth. In the meantime, Chuck Schumer's a little nervous. You see his cohort in corruption named Bob Mendez. He's in the spotlight. And uh, when Chuck Schumer gets questioned, you can almost hear him sweat. What would it take to move you uh, toward a position of saying, you know what, Senator uh, Menendez, please step away? Look, uh, as I've said before, the Senate should have certain standards. And if you read the indictment, Senator Menendez has gone way, way below those standards. Now, that's interesting verbiage. Below, meaning he's within the standard? Because if he broke it, wouldn't he be above the standard? I I don't know. I I don't speak legalese for political thievery. That, By the way, they all know. You see, Bob Menendez, in this case, is phenomenal. With an Egyptian oligarch. He has an agreement, a payoff scheme, where he gives him cars and everything else like he wants to be a businessman, drive around in cars the way I do. I don't like that. In the meantime, he's got his dingbat wife, who he already got off on a DUI where she killed a pedestrian. So he funnels it through the LLC as if he was a Biden. And Chuck Schumer is going to parse words. Why can't you say this crooked bastard would be out? Because are you afraid you're on the same kind of scam, Schmucky Schumer? So what is your hesitation? Of asking As him I to said, step down. He has, li- he has been way, way below those standards, and um, we'll see what happens after that. I wonder if anybody's going to ask, how did your kids get the job at Google and Asshat, known as Facebook? How did that happen? What exactly is their salary? And how do you have a daughter who's a lobbyist? Huh. I know. I, Senator, why, we all hear you saying that. We, yeah. all, we all hear what you're saying, but we're just curious about why, if, by your own admission, he's gone way, way below the standards. Why wouldn't you just say, you know what, Bob, uh, you know, I think of you as a colleague and a friend, but now is the time you got to go. What, I'm just curious about what your hesitation I've is. Had, I've had some serious discussions with him. Which are ongoing? As I said, I've had some serious discussions with him. Yes. Okay. Okay. You cl- you clearly don't want right. to discuss it. Smarmy, legal, Democrat, policy profiteer whore speak for. We're going to have him maybe step away, but we're hoping he gets away with it because we're all in on the same thing. That's exactly what you're listening to. And when you realize the kind of policies that are permitted, the kind of policies that are implemented, the greatest thing for us is that they still don't have a speaker because they haven't been able to screw us over just yet. By deductive reasoning, that would mean that electronic vehicles, I'm sorry, electric vehicles and renewables deepen our reliance on China, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. That explains so many of your policies, doesn't it? It explains so much of the agenda of the so-called 
Democrat Party, also known as a Marxist mafia. In the meantime, it's going to be fun to see how they explain more and more troops for nothing. Can you foresee U.S. troops in combat in this new Middle East war? I don't think that's necessary. Israel has one of the finest fighting forces in the country. I guarantee we're going to provide them everything they need. Because of what we're seeing in the Middle East, is the threat of terrorism in the United States increased? Yes. I had a meeting this morning with the Homeland Security people, with the FBI, with for the Situation Room for the better part of an hour to discuss how we make sure that we prevent a lone wolf and or any co- coordinated effort to try to... Oh, boy, that's exhausting, isn't it? Well, it just so happens 12 hours after that interview was the announcement we're sending 2,000 troops to the Middle East, and then there was the other unfortunate announcement today. And you can't overstate how concerned border officials are at the number of migrants that are coming from countries with ties to terrorism. And as you noted, Fox News confirming that since the fiscal year began, October 1st, more than 16,000 known gotaways entered. They were observed and seen, not brought into custody. We don't know who they are, where they're from, or why they're here. Let's take a look, a bird's eye view from the drone up in the sky. You can see in just this sector alone, in just this area, Sandra, since I've been on the ground since last week, they have encountered and apprehended six Iranians, three Lebanese, one migrant from China, one from Egypt, and one from Saudi Arabia. Was anybody wearing a t-shirt that said Kaboom? Anybody? Did you check them for explosive underpants? Has anybody been able to find the Hamas version of Suzanne Summers? Jim, I know it's a goat. <laughs> Crown Point. Hi, Jim. Hey, Sean. I appreciate you taking the call, Paisano. Sure. Um, just, I think that uh, Lincoln, Blinken, and Nod was sent over to get the uh, Israeli war plans. They didn't; he didn't get it. So, oh, Biden's over there to pull Ukraine and demand that. Uh, and any money, give the plan. Any money that we okay for the Iranian Iron Dome for the rockets that cost six hundred and or between six hundred and eight hundred dollars that somehow Hamas has been able to put together with plumbing supplies. Any of those weapons, <laughs> any of that money, it will also be attached to the Ukrainian Azov Waffen Nazis. And that in there lies the true problem and the true profiteering of our foreign policy. That's the scam. And the American people were getting sick and tired of it. And obviously where we were be, we were starting to find all kinds of of companies attached to the Biden crime family. It's Biden's nominee for the Secretary of State. And one of its D.C. partners, General Lloyd Austin, is the nominee for the Secretary of Defense. So you have two advisors from this small company that are going to be in Joe Biden's cabinet. And those are the companies that are profiting. The foreign policy debacle and the worldwide chaos called the Biden regime also known as the Marxist Mafia. We'll be back after this time. You'll be first. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The Answer. Death to America and butter shots. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. Iraq lobster. Hey, what do you think Hamas is going to think of Rachel Iraq Levine? Lobster? She's an admiral. 
Let's send her instead of the 2,000 troops. I want them to get used to using pronouns. Yeah, those Hamas, they're going to adapt phenomenal to the pronouns. Tom in Blue Island. Sean Dittos, great show. Sean, Trump was impeached for making a phone call to Zelensky that 12, 12 people were on listening to. And all Trump did is ask, what happened to the investigation of Burisma, which you played two years before any other conservative media is? Yeah. And, of course, he got impeached for that. Biden gives Iran six billion dollars or however much money it was uh three months later israel is attacked what do you think the media would be doing to trump if he had given any kind of money to someone that attacked well israel wait a minute though. look country? at what they did when he killed the uh the omar sharif lookalike in iran look what they did then the reality is you got to start viewing things for what they are our government doesn't like the principles of our nation. They don't like federalism. They do not like a republic. They want their version of a fascism. Now, they might be a little nervous about the theocracies that are destroying the world and tranquility and killing people, but they don't really speak about it. As for what they're going to control Trump's opinion on, well, you see it. We're also following news out of federal court here in Washington, D.C. The judge overseeing former President Trump's federal election uh, interference case uh, partially granted the government's request for a gag order, actually restricting the former president from making disparaging statements uh, relating to this case. Our senior reporter, uh, Catherine Falders, was inside the courtroom, joins us now with more. So, Catherine, just kind of break down what we know at this hour. Yeah, Kara, it's a stunning moment because this order that the judge imposed is the most restrictions that President Trump has had on his speech to date. You've heard him on the campaign trail, on the stump, his stump speech. He often refers to special counsel Jack Smith as deranged. He's called his staff thugs, for example. Those words were heavily used in this courtroom today with this order that this judge ultimately imposed. She said that the former president, that Trump cannot use those words as it relates to the special counsel, as it relates to his staff. He can't disparage witnesses, for example. He's allowed to broadly attack the government. He can say he believes that the investigation, for example, is politically motivated. Why is Mike Pence specifically named in this? Did you hear that, Squirrel? Mike Pence specifically named. You know, Mike Pence, now you think about it, might be one of the only uh, candidates that follows that Sharia law. I don't think he can go to the bathroom without his wife saying, okay. Uh, but he also can't speak about former Vice President Mike Pence's role in huh. January 6th, for example. And you know, when Trump uh, attacks Pence, that is mostly what he focuses on. So it, it really was a stunning ruling from the judge, given that the government, of course, had asked for this limited gag order, she believes. And she said that this is more limited, given that he can still attack the Biden administration if he so wishes. He can say it's politically motivated. But the big question now... Can he say it's illegitimate? Can he say that it stole the election? Probably can't. Can he address the fact that investigations into the so-called insurrection all trace back to the government, FBI, CIA assets, dressing as Trump supporters, creating mayhem so you could call it an insurrection? What exactly can he say? And the idea that this happens in America, where the first principle is freedom of speech, shows you that Dinesh D'Souza's police state movie is worth your attention. Because unfortunately, we've allowed these Democrat mafia sewers to turn into the third world hellhole. So the only difference is that 7th century yard gnome look. Of course, Pritzker wouldn't look good in that outfit. We'll be back in 21 hours. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.